You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, joyful jumping jesters, jonesing for Jabberwocky and Jigglypuffs. You're listening to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 201, and of course, I'm your humble host, Karen, and we are your not-to-be-duped coop of loopy snoops who boop the snoots and drink goopy soups. (laughs) I'm Colin. I'm Dana. And I'm Chris. These used to all make sense at some point, yeah. but now I'm just like, what sounds funny? Oh, I, I, yeah, I like that one. Like nouns. It was like, yeah, we do boop the snoot. Yeah. <laughs> the snoot. So one thing, guys, that I, I recently now have access to is Netflix. <laughs> oh, okay. Do you guys know there's movies on there? Have you heard of Netflix? Am I saying that right? Sometimes like you for, like to chill. I, I didn't Recently, I didn't have it for like... A year, you know. Yeah, you have a very Spartan existence there. And and so, yeah, with my hobo apartment with my one light, yeah, your shotgun shack, yeah, yeah. your pile of blankets, (laughs) (laughs) can of beans. So now that I have access to Netflix again, I was like, wow! Not only of the movies, but like as an adult. I'm so more drawn to like non-fictional documentary style shows. Mm. And Netflix has tons. Yeah. Like tons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Not just yeah. from here. There's Australian ones. There's like British ones. And I think as a kid, when you watch like say the Oscars, they always have like the best, you know, short form documentary award or the best documentary. I was like, how do you even watch those movies? Like where do you go to watch those yeah. shorts and stuff? And now it's like Netflix just has all of these. And I just watched so many of them. Like food oh. is my preferred um, <laughs> documentary about sure. you know chefs yeah and, and, see and, whereas mine is about murders of yeah, different yeah, kinds yeah, yeah. 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 No, drug trafficking yeah. Oh, but so the craziest fact or enlightened moment i had recently was i was watching a netflix documentary on um uh, fermentation on food fermentation huh. okay and there is a th- strong theory behind Dogs. We always associate dogs with a bone. They're gonna dig a dig a hole in the yard and bury the bone. Yeah. So they 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 store it. You know, like a squirrel. The main theory is that they're actually digging a hole so that the the bone can be in the hole and ferment. What? Okay. okay. And so that it becomes softer and easier to chew ah, on. Okay. You know. Tendons, and we're thinking like the proto wolf dogs. You know, they they're hunting, and they they got a you know a zebra leg or whatever, a deer <laughs> yeah, leg. Yeah, yeah. It's not zebra. Yeah. But it's like Africa. <laughs> whatever they catch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. whatever yeah. they catch. And even though they have powerful jaws, bones and tendons from the stuff is like really hard for them to chew. Yeah. And it's like they, they can't be humans and cook the food. Mm-hmm. And so they bury it to ferment it, so it becomes softer and easier to. That's so you know, fascinating. Get their calories and their nourishment. And I was like, oh, this is the theory. And and obviously after centuries and, and millions of years of, of, of dog, pro from proto-dog to our current, you know, right. lap dogs, like, they still have the instinct and to we, do. Yeah, I mean, we've probably, and they have probably lost even whatever uh, memory yeah, their species would have had it. of why they did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I, yeah, I always assumed it was like, what it, like some of the big cats, right? Like they'll stash kills in trees for later, right? I always thought it was like kind of that behavior mm. of like, oh, I'm gonna come back and get this yeah. later, keep it safe. <laughs> All right, enough of dog talk. 
Let's jump into our first, <laughs> my patented dog talk. Uh, let's jump into our first general trivia segment, pop quiz, hot shot. And usually I have a random trivial pursuit card, but we have a trivial pursuit scratch scratch book that I'm going to use. I'm going to ask you guys some trivial pursuit questions and you guys buzz in with your answers. Listeners, okay. play along. Yell out the answer. People and places. First question. What country gave birth to the Panama hat? Oh. Panama hat is like a flat, wide brim uh, hat. Colin. I had this in one of my quizzes. I should know this. It's not Panama. Uh, was it uh, Ecuador? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm glad I got Good this right. Good job. Yeah. Because that's it like is. where they were exported out to the rest of the world, I believe. It's Ecuadorian. Oh. Yeah. Panama but hat. they, yeah. Trick question. (laughs) Next question. Arts and entertainment. What author of the Gashley Crumb Tinies wrote and illustrated a book every year for 47 years? Chris. Edward Gorey. Correct. Prolific. Mm -hmm. Yeah. These are like the the kind of children's book that are kind of gory. Very creepy. Yeah. 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 They're very creepy. But in a whimsical way. No, but creepy. Yeah. 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 Ha ha creepy. Ha-ha, death. You know, know, for kids. Uh, History, what was the first city to be illuminated with electric street lamps in 1882? Mm. Colin. Was this New Orleans, Louisiana? Incorrect. Mm. Was it Paris? Incorrect. Good guess. The city of light. Yeah. (laughs) City of of one light. Not sure. It is New York City. Nobody wanted to say that. Yeah. It sounded so obvious. obvious. Yeah. 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 Mm. Good for, you know what? Good for them. Good for New York. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They they need something. (laughs) Yeah. They needed a win. Something to hang their hat on. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Needed a win. All right. For science and nature, what sacred plant did the Druids use to treat arthritis and epilepsy, according to Pliny the Elder? Hmm. Oh, interesting. What what ancient plant or s- sacred but sacred plant? I don't know. Huh, okay. To arthritis. Maybe it's sacred to them. Yeah. Uh, Dana. So this is a plant? A willow bark? No, it's a plant. It's like Oh, a aloe vera? No, but good guess. Marijuana. No. Good guess. <laughs> Hmm. Is that a new world plant, you think? Something, think so. something anti-inflammatory, yeah. sacred plant. I, I, I had no idea this is used for herbs anymore. It is mistletoe. Oh. oh. That's a good question. Yeah. yeah. Mistletoe. It's, so, it's poisonous, yeah, right? That's all I know about it. Or, oh. yeah. It was like you're not supposed to eat yeah. it. The, the dose yeah. makes the poison, uh, as they say. Yeah. True. Yeah. Maybe it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It turns out everybody yeah. just died. Yeah, Extremely like, low efficacy. Yeah, yeah. They were like, "Can we cure your arthritis?" Yeah. Like, you're not worried about okay. arthritis Rather anymore. Have arthritis. Oh, yeah. your liver failed. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you got new problems. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Next question: Sports and leisure. What game did the Minneapolis Public Library ban after repeated incidents where spectators screamed obscenities at security guards? What, what game? What okay. game did the Minneapolis Public Library ban? ban. After repeated incidents where spectators screamed obscenities at security guards. Chris. Man, I wish I knew what year. Chess. It is chess. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm just trying to think of, okay. you know. Yeah. Spectators. I don't know why they're shouting at security guards. I need I some know. context on this yeah. anecdote. Yeah. 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 
I'm the, the, these questions are not like the card questions. This, this let us let us know like if you you're can... if you're shouting obscenities during games of chess while watching games of chess. <laughs> right in and tell us why you did it. Wait, maybe they were loud while they were watching, and the security guards try to like quiet oh, them. It just kind of like became a, a like. Uh, hey, you don't tell me what to do. Like, I'm don't... watching chess. Yeah, I'm hardcore. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, last question. Wild card. What generous soul is the patron saint of pawnbrokers? Oh, patron saint of pawnbrokers. Saint Colin. Anthony. Incorrect. I'm just guessing. I'm names? just. I'm just naming saints. Do you know Chris? Saint Nicholas. Yes. Oh, generous. He's generous. Oh, like Saint Nick. Saint, yeah. yeah. Like Saint it's Nicholas. The same yes. One. Yeah, it's same the same. Guy. Same guy. <laughs> Same oh, saint. oh, like Saint Nick? What do you want a first name basis? You mean, you mean Nikki Saints? Nikki Sacket? Nikki Sacket presents from down the block? Nikki the Claus? <laughs> Nikki the Claus? <laughs> like Santa Claus, right? I'm not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good job, brains. All right. Uh, so this week, in the spirit of. Three or four uh, hosts on Good Job Brain <laughs> who have uh, toddlers, babies, newborns, and, and something in between. Yep. Uh, what? <laughs> well, what, do you, well, what do you call the age between, like, toddler is two. Yeah. Right? Newborn or, is just born. I have a three-nager. Oh, a three-nager? Oh, my God. I love yeah. these, like, That's what they say, three-nager, because that's when they, that's when they turn against you. Yeah. 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 What about four? I don't know. I haven't gotten going. there yet. <laughs> Look, I'm dealing yeah. with three right now. I'm not even thinking about four. I'm just staying two weeks ahead of this kid. That's all I can do. The turkey. The four bagger. I'm sure that's it. The, the five hole. Yeah. yeah. Oh, keep yeah. going. Um, and to celebrate you guys as a new generation, we're going to theme this episode all around kids. You know. Yeah. You know. Kids. You know, for kids. <laughs> So yes, Karen, as you alluded to, I am now a new parent, uh, just a multiple-week-old baby girl at home. Wow. Hard, it, it's still hard for me to Aww. get my head around. Just, you know, even saying the words, my daughter, you know, yeah. my wife and I were talking right, about. Right. Like, it's like as weird as you feel when you first get married and you're like, my wife, my, you know, my <laughs> husband. Yeah. Well, if you say it that yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> my. That's how I always say it. <laughs> Uh, I'd like one and another one for my, my wife. wife. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now you can go and be like, yes, and another gin and tonic for my daughter. <laughs> my baby. <laughs> Newborn baby. Uh, but no, she is a ball of sunshine uh, and poop, mostly. She's a ball of sunshine and poop. She yeah. does. That <laughs> occupies most of her day when she's not sleeping. You know, I'm learning as a new parent all the stuff that I think probably every new parent goes through these days. Like you, you just you load up on the information. Like it's like videos or podcasts, books, like advice from whoever you can get, and you're mm -hmm. trying to just like distill it all into one approach. It's a lot of information. Everybody's yeah. got some advice.
advice for yeah. you, and it's all contradictory. Totally, totally. And a lot of it is solicited advice. A lot of it is unsolicited advice. Yeah. And you kind yeah. of take that as it goes. I definitely taken a very good job brain approach to oh, learning yeah, it. It's yeah, like yeah. it's it's so much trivia and secret histories and weird facts about this little creature who now uh, shares our house with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you I'm learning get that creature out of there. Have, <laughs> yeah, because the creature's bothering the baby. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, dad, you guys, you guys are yeah. same dad joke yeah. at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad joke. They give you. They give you. Oh. To be fair, they give you when you leave the hospital. They give you a book. Oh so. my goodness! It's uh, so you know the, the in stereo. <laughs> one on my left and one on my right. The one sense that definitely being a dad has turned on is my dad's sense of humor. You know, yep. which was, you know, I would not say dormant, but maybe, you know, could have been amped up. The other instant becoming a father has triggered my sense of cheapness just instantly, you know, like <laughs> oh, man. We, we took the baby into the pediatrician visit and like time to change the diaper. Rookie dad mistake. What do I do? I take a diaper out of our own bag oh. as opposed to taking one of the free diapers <laughs> they have there. And man, like I tell you, like it burned me for the rest of the day. I'm like, could have used that free diaper. They had them right there. Yep. What am I doing with our own diaper? I've, yeah. I've, you know, I just developed, it's just genetic. I've just developed an obsession with a thermostat. Who yeah. turned this thermostat? We don't turn this thermostat yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. Turn this thing down. So I'm learning a lot and finding a lot of just fun, you know, interesting things. Um, one of the things I came across was a, an awesome book. Uh, I have no connection to this book. This is a plug that I enjoyed the book. The book is called Baby Meets World. Uh, by author Nicholas Day. And it's it's a funny, insightful, very trivia, history-oriented... Like Bill Bryson. It, you know what? Very much so of a Bill Bryson yeah, approach book. to... Yeah, the history okay. of here's how the ancients and here's how just, you know, secret things that you may not have known about Ooh, raising a baby. I secrets. From this book, I learned a lot of really interesting things. Um, and we'll come back to them in a second. So one thing I've learned firsthand, experientially, uh, is... Nursing, nursing is hard. Nursing is a big deal. And I'm not even the one, you know, on the clock, so to speak. Um, Like, you know, from TV and movies, it's just like, oh, baby, baby just starts nursing, no problem. It's beautiful. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. And it is beautiful, but there is a lot of work that goes into it. There are a lot of ways it could go (laughs) wrong. There are a lot of just hurdles that you might have to deal with. And so I was really interested reading about... You're talking about feeding the baby. Breastfeeding, specifically. Yeah, yeah. But when I say nursing, I mean specifically breastfeeding, mother's milk into the baby... Uh, it's it's hard. It's a big deal, and I know there are a lot of moms out there saying, "Yeah, no crap." Yes. Yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah. Dana's. Right. I got one right here who's saying, "Yeah, I, I know." Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's something that you do yeah. not realize. Yeah, yeah. You don't think about it. You just think it's no, you, you just think it's it. like the the water dispenser. You know? Yeah, like, you, oh, you, yeah, yeah. Turns on, put your comes there. right out. And yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, so one of the really I learned from this book in particular really drove home the point is like, yes, nursing is hard, and, but it's hard enough even now, you know, when my wife and I were fortunate enough to have the time, you know, time off work, time at home, yeah. both of us can be there. We have all these experts giving us advice and helping us. And it's still it's there are some hurdles that we have to get over. So learning about how much of a challenge wow, nursing was then? in history just oh. over it's it it really blew my mind some of the things that um civilizations and people have had to deal with right so okay First of all, I've heard the term wet nurse, right? You know, the wet nurse. Like, okay, it's like that's someone who breastfeeds your baby for you, right? right? Okay. I had no idea, like, how important wet nursing has been through history, especially, like, as we come into, like, Mm. the industrial age, like, just at the dawn of the industrial age in particular. 
Karen. Maybe I'll answer this. Yeah. I, I've heard the term, but never really. I just thought it was like a babysitter or like a like a maid yeah. or something. That's the that's but the dry she, nurse. She also oh she she breastfeeds the <laughs> yeah. baby. The wet yeah. nurse. Yeah. How does she have? How is She's she producing mom. milk? She is a mom. mom. Right. So the she has her own baby. She oh. has her own baby. So it's like kind of double duty. Like you know, yeah. I'm doing this, so might as well. Yeah. Other babies can. Oh, okay. Interesting. All right. All right. Right. Continue. So yeah. So I mean. You, People long ago, long ago figured out like, oh, you know, babies will eat food if we mash it up with some water, make it easier for them. Babies will even drink animal milk if we put it in a little thing and mix it up. And, you know, so we find all these uh, civilizations have solved this problem a long time ago. The bottles may not look like our bottles, but they had, you know, proto bottles of giving babies food. The problem that arose with a lot of these old style approaches was germs, like yeah. was keeping the stuff mm. clean. You know, babies were just getting just sick, drinking out of a vessel or something like yeah. that, you know, ceramic, you know, handmade pottery. So wet nursing really became very important. Once people kind of got the, the, their heads around, oh, disease and germs, and this is how it works. <laughs> So you combine that knowledge with – so imagine we're coming into like 16, 17, 1800s. Say you're a woman, a working woman, right? You know, you've got a baby. You're not going to get maybe, if you're lucky, you know, more than a few days off you know, from your job at the textile mill yeah, yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't you're, – there's no modern maternity no. leave. So – Wet nursing became really important as there were working women, you know, who had to support families. And if you were wealthy enough, you know, you could have a nice, fancy wet nurse or a wet nurse clinic even, like, right in your city. And, you know, you just drop your baby off and do what you had to do and come back and get the baby later. But (laughs) once those all filled up and once all the wealthy people, you know, kind of raised the prices, the women – working women and poorer women still had the need to wet nurse – but they just started sending the babies further and further and further out of town. So you got to have this whole regime of basically countryside wet nurses. Like you would send your kid out in the sticks, almost like a little mini border, you know, Mm. just because that's where they need to get the good milk, you know, and I need to be able to go work at the textile mill or whatever to support my family. And you might go out and visit the baby in the country. You might send for them. And all kinds of crazy things happened out on these countryside wet nursing clinics, or I don't want to say factories. I don't want to say milk yeah. factories. It sounds a little but, industrial, but really. Right? Milk factory. (laughs) They said that at one point uh, in the history of Paris, virtually every woman, doesn't matter if you were rich, poor, your baby was being wet nursed, and huge amounts of them were out in the countryside. They said like Paris was like the city with no babies at one point, you know, Uh, kind of just metaphorically. hmm. This, This practice kind of faded a little bit, but it lasted like... Into the 20s, even. Like, it would be pretty common, not common, but it was known to have the outpatient sort of wet nursing. If you were a wet nurse, you know, so as Dana said, like, you're a mom yourself. So if you're a poor wet nurse, you can kind of imagine, like, you're just running to keep up. You know what I mean? Like, because you're nursing your own babies, as well as maybe having to nurse two or three or four other babies uh, along the way. It sounds really stressful. Uh, Again, not having to do any breastfeeding myself. So let's say we know what we know, that like, okay, babies can, can take animal milk. We, we, we know this. Okay. So what if you're – imagine you're living somewhere where you don't have access to a proper <gasps> wet nurse. Oh, what no. if you're somewhere where you don't have either a countryside to send them to mm. or a little clinic in town? 
but maybe you've got some livestock around. Oh, yeah. Yep. You just feed the baby directly. You just feed the baby right off the livestock. And this Wait, has been happening. Suck the nipple yep. From- yep. They just suck oh. the nipple right off of the animal. Now, I, I have to say, this really opened my eyes when I read this, but this has been going on for hundreds, if not thousands of years. That makes sense. Uh, sheep, donkeys, cows, goats. Dogs. You know, probably dogs. Probably, I mean... Whatever I, they can get. What, basically, I think, you know, what the author he says here in his book is like, if it produced milk and they could then, get a baby to latch on, they would try it. They would at yeah. least try it. Goats apparently were really, really, really good at nursing human babies. Huh. <laughs> um, you know, because it's kind of like you got to factor in all of the things, right? Like They're um, smallish. Yeah, they, so I guess like donkeys and asses were good, but they were really expensive. Horse, <laughs> horses were far too dangerous because yeah. you don't want to be having yeah. your baby found. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess cows, you know, my first thought was like, oh, cows, you know, just... Like heavy the, and big. They're, they're, the udders are too big, apparently. It's, oh. it's, it's, it's too, literally too hard to get the little baby to latch on. That's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, put the baby on the cow. To milk and it's like, big. It's big, yeah. So in the late 16th century, uh, Montaigne, the French writer, he wrote, It is common around here to see women of the village, when they cannot feed the children at their breast, call the goats to the rescue. And this was a well-studied phenomenon. There were books about goats and why they were so well-suited to being wet nurses. Hmm. So I guess it was the shape and the size of the yeah. goat oh. teat is just perfect. They, they have, they're pretty well-tempered. I guess the goats are smart enough. Uh, again, I'm reading this in the book. The goats are smart enough. They could come to learn the individual cries of their charges, right? You know, so oh. if this goat is nursing, you know, little baby Chris or baby Dana or baby Colin. they're nanny goats? You know, I, I think I think that there is a double meaning there in the nanny goat, right? There's a there's an anecdote about a child in the house where the goat would run up the stairs <gasps> when he would hear the, the, the when, when she would she, hear the baby when he when she would hear the baby <laughs> crying. Yeah. Now you uh, want to hear about a real <laughs> Colin? <laughs> Colin, I got some bad news for you. Yeah. Okay. Now how do you how do you nurse a baby on a goat? They had specially designed low cradles. Yes. yes. So the baby would be in the low cradle, and they would literally. The goat would just kind of come, just stand oh, yeah. over, stand over the cradle, kind of drop down, awesome. <laughs> nurse away. And they like it. They liked it. They liked it. And it was giving the babies the nutrition. Mm-hmm. It was keeping them. It was, I mean, it's, it's sterile. I mean, it's, you know, it's clean. Mm-hmm. It just happens to be from a goat. The milk part is, but not necessarily the goat's nipple. I like to, I, I would I like hope that they, they would. Wipe it yeah. down with the baby. <laughs> well, like yeah. if it runs in from outside and squats over the baby's cradle. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, one step further, even some hospitals employed goats to suckle Whoa. to suckle any babies with congenital syphilis because syphilis oh. could be transmitted by nursing. Oh, so the goat will have syphilis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, you know, as well, opposed actually, to the wet nurse. they might not because the goat of the would species. not get it. Yeah, 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 yeah the yeah, goat yeah. would not get it. Um, at a hospital oh. in, in Aix-en-Provence in the early 19th century, a visiting doctor reported the goats not only recognized the infants under their own care, but went to go nurse them on their own initiative. The goats would just come stand over the cradle 
Uh, a wow. century later, a visitor to a different French hospital reported goats came to know the baby so well, each would run to her nursling when it cries. I mean, I'm just imagining, wow. in my head, the goats have like the little like, you know, like nurse hat on and everything, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's a very medical sanitized environment. But I, I have a feeling it's like, it, it probably smelled like a mix of hospital and barnyard. In right, there. right, right. Keep them clean. The primary reason that this fell out of favor you know, was <laughs> so I mean, partly, geez. partly, yes, it was that they started developing, you know, what every formula, formula, formula for one yeah. thing, like, like a regularized formula, reliable bottles to put your milk of choice in and the formula in understanding of germs, understanding of why things get dirty. Yeah. That was part of it. But from what, from what <laughs> the author says is like, at least in, at least in Europe, the parts of the world that I'm talking about with the goats and the goats in the hospitals, it was more of a psychological approach. So remember, like, this was like the time period where they really thought like, you know, oh, unsavory people can have unsavory children, oh. you know, or a bad temperament, you know, and a mom can lead to bad temperament in a child. So the thinking was like, well, who knows what the, a goat is going to be doing to the psychological makeup of my child oh, as it I grows mean, up. Well, yeah. It's not, it's not anything knows? to do with the nutrition or the fact that your baby has their lips oh. around a goat teat. Maybe. You know, infants nursed <laughs> by animals were said to be, quote, fierce and not like men oh. the idea was like you know it's like a All like a great right. like a great like stoke legend of tarzan kind yeah. of thing yeah. yeah raised by goats instead <laughs> yeah. of wolves or whatever yeah. instead yeah. of raised by humans so yeah. when i come back to my home and think about the challenges we're facing with nursing today that yep. could have been a goat <laughs> yeah. let's buy a goat it's I'm, like those those cars with the big red ribbons and it's a, it's a yeah. goat Wow. I'm yeah. just like, oh, the goat's going to step on the baby. Like, yeah. But They're apparently. They're very sprite, right? They're very quick, quick <laughs> Well, like they'll quickly step on the baby. <laughs> <laughs> they might headbutt the baby. Well, that's what like, young goats do. You don't want to get a mountain goat because they're going to climb to the top of the baby. Yeah. <laughs> that's the problem. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Goats have rectangular square pupils. Yeah. That's why they look creepy. Like, they look kind of weird when you... I mean, they're cute, but they're also like, something's wrong. It's because their pupils are There is kind of a zombie eye look. Square pupils. It's very strange. Uh, All right, Colin. Well, you said in the beginning of your segment, like, TV and movies kind of condition us. They're like, oh, this is how babies are born. And always ask myself, how do they film TV scenes or movie scenes when they have to deal with a live birth hmm. or you know or, or you know the, uh, any baby related delivery scene how do they get these newborn baby actors what's the process of casting a baby in your movie for a delivery newborn scene yeah and i found out i was just talking with somebody about this i was wondering and you know so. they're usually like covered in blood and goo it's like mm-hmm. you're it's like what, what's going on here is this real or fake <laughs> so nowadays those newborn babies for movie scenes, most of the time they're fake. Yeah. Um, for a long time, they would use dolls. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're at a point where they can make 
really life-size dolls that you know can kind of move or, or blink or sometimes it's CG. Yeah. Um, or they would add the goop and all the stuff uh, uh, via CG. There's some, still some productions that actually do hire newborn babies and this is and it's it's a really weird <laughs> it's world. Fu- it's funny wow. to say hire as if like the baby oh. has any agency. Yeah. yeah. I, I know. It's just <laughs> they don't have agency but uh. they're hired. <laughs> Here's some of the requirements for the state of California and mm. also SAG, which is Screen Actors yeah. Guild, the Actors Guild. Oh, I'm so curious about this. Okay, yeah. number one, infants have to be more than 15 days old. Okay. So you can't literally go grab you a newborn you baby can't and bring pop it to out the, the studio. baby and then just bring it in. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you can't film days. a live birth if an actual actress oh, or really? someone is pregnant and giving birth. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't film it because that baby is huh. not 15 days old. Oh, okay. Huh. And so for a lot of, you know, the crowning scenes where you actually see the baby pop out, that's usually dolls and, hmm. and, and models yeah. and props. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, they usually don't show that. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't. No, except for Miracle not be, of Life. Not because of the baby, <laughs> but, but because of the various accoutrements around <laughs> yeah, the baby. Yeah. The environment. Yeah. The, the mise-en-scene. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Indeed, yes. Um, and if the babies are under six months old, they're allowed on set for only two hours a day. Okay. Okay. That doesn't mean they work two hours a day. Oh, they have no. to be on set for two hours a day. Mm-hmm. They can only work at most 20 minutes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. when you're filming a scene, they can only, if, if they're sleeping, you mm. probably don't wake them up. Right. Um, you're kind of on the baby schedule. And this is more of a SAG rule. For every three children... Uh, be- between 15 days and six weeks, there has to be a nurse. There has to be a teacher, uh, which I'm not that clear. I understand, yeah, like the set, know, the set teacher, the yeah. set teacher, yeah, and a legal guardian or parent has to be present. You have to have a work permit from the parents or guardian. Uh, you have to have a note from a licensed doctor saying that <laughs> the child, saying that the child was not born prematurely. Uh, mm-hmm. So oh, you can't use. They used to use premiums. Oh, because they could get around the age requirement. Because they look newer. Because they're under, they're a little bit underdeveloped. Yep. And yeah. so they can be 15 days old, but now there's a rule in place to protect that. So mm. the doctor has to say, this baby was not born premature. It's a normal birth weight. Um, and in the doctor's opinion, um, you know, all the organs are kind of fully developed for the situations on set. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right. yeah. Good. And so when you're only working 20 minutes at a time yeah. and with a fickle, you know, sleeping or eating schedule, casting agents go after twins yeah. or triplets mm-hmm. because they yeah. look the same, similar, same size, <laughs> Close same, enough. same hair color. And so if one baby is asleep and, you know, 20 minutes is up, then the other ba- they have a backup baby and continue you just kind of rotate through way. the babies. Yep, yep, yep. Also, when you have like triplets or quintuplets, the babies generally are smaller, oh. too. Uh, so, uh, so they can pass as younger. <laughs> yeah, so it's not technically premature, but but it's, you know, <laughs> but they it get the is. benefit. Right. Of the, the baby's benefit like, of I'm two months, but my range is one month to four months. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, there are a lot of people in the L.A. area, when they have babies, they will set up a page. And yes, there are. They would be like, my baby is available for casting. Yep. And 
what gives you the edge is going to be if you have twins or triplets. What gives you the edge is if your baby doesn't like sleeping. One of <laughs> one of the one of the dads, you know, said that at auditions they, they would just have a bunch of babies showing about auditions. The ones who are awake usually get the edge because sure. you can't tell, mm-hmm. you know, what the baby's quote acting abilities are when they're asleep. <laughs> <laughs> How much does a baby, newborn baby actor make? Ooh, I'm so, sure that SAG requires There's got to be a minimum scale. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so technically, uh, the babies are hired as background actors mm-hmm. uh, okay. most of the time. Yeah. Background actors receive a day rate of like $130 mm-hmm. for 20 minutes <laughs> of work. That's not bad. If you break it down by screen time, it's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And the SAG actually has rules about... What you can put on the baby to simulate the you oh. know, the birthing goo sure. huh. and, stuff. <laughs> yeah. and I learned, and, and you guys are parents now, but I learned it is called Vernix yep. Quesosa. Vernix, yeah. yep. Which stands for varnish cheese, cheese, cheese varnish. Oh, Quesosa. Quesosa. I didn't really, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. because it's like a, it's like an oily kind of protects. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, everyone said, "Oh, it's miracle stuff." Um, so <laughs> baby on the set, somebody's just dipping a nacho. In there. <laughs> yeah, there are guidelines of what you can use huh. to to fake the goo, <laughs> and the things uh, are are allowed are grape jelly, cherry jelly, <laughs> but. No strawberry, no raspberry, oh. no allergies. KY jelly. Yeah, because of allergens. allergens. Yeah, because yeah. mm. you don't necessarily know. You got a 16 day old baby, and you it's like don't, you don't know yeah. what allergens yeah. they have. Yeah, yeah. 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 So oh, they I just covered him in strawberry for 130 dollars. And so I'm thinking, and I, I'm doing all this research. I'm thinking, well, someone famous must have been a a newborn baby actor. Right. You know, it's been a long life. enough history. Yeah. No, they're not a lot of like the famous babies huh. from famous movies and one. stuff. They're just, well, there is, there is one <laughs> thing and I know, you know, and, but like most of these babies, some don't really pursue acting and they don't really become a big celebrity. <laughs> they, they don't live up their to their, their potential. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> there don't. is, however, one oh. famous movie baby that huh. became famous. Well, Chris um, knew it. But you... it's not because of the acting ability of the, of the baby. It's because of nepotism and, and <laughs> yes, indeed. So yeah. Oh, oh, oh I do. Okay, oh, yeah? I the nepotism. I have a guess now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It? it is, is baby it, Michael. Yeah, and, from yeah. the Godfather. Yeah. Yes, was Francis Coppola's yes. daughter Sophia. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I did. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Huh. That is really fascinating. Uh, we, uh, you know, we started talking about this. My sister and I were talking about this because uh, there were one, maybe even more than one Super Bowl commercials this year with a lot of like young babies in them. And we got to talking about like how do they cast these babies? I'm like, I'm sure it's a parents. It I mean, obviously, it's a parent forward kind of thing, but. Just yeah, I had yeah. so many questions of like what what are they, what do they have to pay them? Do they have to have a little mini it's, baby SAG card? Do they have to yeah? Well, so I read somewhere I couldn't really confirm it. Um, was that children under four are protected under the same terms of a SAG contract, even if it's not if a member, one. even Got though it. if they don't have a oh okay, card. okay. Yeah, man, that seems fair. Yeah, at some point I couldn't find the but the it's right like once you turn four. It. 
You gotta from... get that set. Going. <laughs> yeah, you gotta yeah, start yeah. paying those union dues. <laughs> yeah. It's that's... like Disneyland, yeah. you know, under a certain ages frame. As a new parent, the idea of going through all that like stress of getting your baby cast Audition, in a movie and going go, to audition, and you're like, are they gonna be awake? Is he crying? What's going mm. on? For a hundred dollars <laughs> and like maybe being in a movie that may be good, maybe sucks yeah. and yeah. is at, embarrassing. At, at fifteen days, oh, like. Like you're not sleeping, you're not making good choices about right. anything. I just, I just, <laughs> like, there you so go. Maybe that's why. Yeah. <laughs> if I had my coffee on day fifteen, I considered that a triumph. Yeah. Like, let alone. I mean, it's very. Yeah. It's you have to be proactive as a. Yeah. You have to go to the, find these castings. Go to the castings. Have your baby. Wow. Ready. Yeah. It's- and then uh, what was the movie? Uh, was it American Sniper? The one a few years ago. Like everyone was like ridiculing the movie because they had the fakest looking baby. Oh, like yeah. everyone's like. That is so obviously just no. a rubber little doll. You remember Twilight when uh, Bella and Edward had oh, their baby yeah. and it was like yeah. 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 crazy? You know what? Yeah. They're probably, they probably use the same methods with that baby that they'd used in movie after movie after movie, but now it's like it's getting recorded in HD. Yeah, you're and right. It's getting, and it's getting shown in the theaters in digital. <laughs> and, uh, and you can the tell now. used to be able to get away with. You can't get away with anymore. Oh, yeah. So I just looked up the Twilight baby because I was like, that thing was crazy. So creepy and okay. terrible. And the doll producer um, refers to it as one of the most grotesque anima- animatronic babies ever to not be seen on film. And like they, they hated it so much, they went to CG oh. um, with it. But the CG was still really bad. The baby's name in the movie was Renezme, and they, they no. called it Chuckesme. <laughs> like, like Chucky. Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, the, the American Sniper one was brought a lot of controversy because it's like. Sienna Miller is like nursing this doll <laughs> into like a, a kind of like you know lifeless like the mouth is like already open it's, like, like, it's, it's very uncanny mouth <laughs> or farcical yeah. yeah the beauty of nursing <laughs> like a doll ma, ma. yeah <laughs> Everybody, shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. Things done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. Okay, well, we have talked about kids in the movies, so now let's have a quiz about kids' movies. Never too old to enjoy a good kids' movie. This is a um, this is a quiz. I've assembled a, a list of films that are great for kids, <laughs> great for kids, totally appropriate for kids. Um, I assume because I've only read the titles of these films, but they sound like they would be really, really good <laughs> movies. To watch with your kids. Again, I'm just really going based off the titles here. (laughs) Titles sound real good. Um, So I will describe, I've only actually seen the titles, but I'll I'll tell, I'll describe you guys the the film based on 
what I know from reading the title. Uh, you can tell me what kids movie I am describing. Okay. 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 So I will I will describe Interesting. the title. All right. Very Chris. For you. <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, hold on one second. Just by the title. I mean, the thing is, we do that with the Lifetime movie, where it's like yeah. we hear the title and we're already in our head formulating <laughs> what is what's this? it about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. So it's here kind we of, go. It's kind of the right, other side. So I will describe <clears throat> the film to you. Okay, this is a movie about sheep who are very quiet. Shh. Don't oh. do, Karen. What is what is what is this? not si- Jeopardy? Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. sounds Great. like a really good. Just calming yeah. movie for kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like lavender. Teaches, I think that, yeah. Just fluffy yes. and quiet. Just yeah. fluffy yeah. and quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this next movie, this movie is definitely about some adorable puppies. Puppies who live next to a lake that, I think that lake serves as a water supply for a town, perhaps. But anyway, the puppies live near the lake. And I guess they splash around in the water. Some some puppies by a lake that serves as a water supply. Puppies down by the old uh, down by the old water supply. Dana? Reservoir dogs. Uh, Reservoir dogs. Yes, I'm like lake dogs. Yeah. Rain, rain dogs. dogs yeah. 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 Reservoir like a, dogs. A great film. Um, <laughs> and the characters are all like Mr. Pink. Exactly. Mr. Orange. Mr. Black. Yeah. And it's, it's educational. About, yeah. Yeah. The movie is about the value of, of teamwork. Yeah. Teamwork <laughs> it's so true. And sharing. Um, this, okay. So this next movie sounds really good. It's about a delicious fruit that has a secret. The fruit is made of metal parts like a... Like a robot. Colin? As a, a, a clockwork orange. A clockwork orange. Oh. A clockwork orange. All kids that, love. That watching. does seem, that could be like a, you know, Sesame Street. Yeah. No, it definitely yeah. is. Yeah. And it's got fun slang kids yeah. can learn. Right, right, right. Classical no, no. Music. And, you know, and it teaches the value of making sure you drink your milk every day. Uh. Um, this next movie is just about, I think, just some really nice guys. Just some real stand up individuals. Bunch of high quality. Buddies, Karen. A few good men. You know that is that. That's actually not a bad answer. I was thinking of something different. Something even nicer, more something pleasant. Even nicer. Just a bunch of guys who are just swell. It's a bunch of bunch of great friends. Bunch of. Great oh. friends. Ah. <laughs> Karen. Good fellows. Yes, yes, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Of. Few yeah. good men is good too. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah, good fellows. Um, this movie, this next movie, is about a guy who is really lucky because he always remembers his favorite lucky number. Colin, <laughs> is it seven? It's seven. Oh, seven. Oh my God, about the world's so good. luckiest little One, boy. Two, three, kids love opening up boxes. <laughs> yeah, like the kids yeah, love boxes. They love it. Yeah. What? Yeah, like what? Yeah. So, um, this next movie is about just getting down. Partying when the sun goes down in the evening, everybody just likes to dance. In the evening, oh, and they dance. They just, just get down. Ball, but it's probably not. Oh. And they just you know want the after, after after the daytime, and they just night. And they just start to. They just gotta get funky and just get down oh. and dance. Boogie nights. Boogie nights. Real good kid. Good night. Yeah. Here's a here's a good movie. Everybody loves um, kids love cars and trucks and everything like that. If you and if you need to get somewhere in a hurry, you find this nice man in his big yellow car. 
Uh, he'll get you where you're going in a flash. You just you just call him, <laughs> and he'll take you where you're going in his car. A real nice guy. Yeah. Uh, taxi driver. Taxi yeah. driver. <laughs> Everybody's friend. Well, Travis, the taxi driver. He'll always make sure. Wait, are, are you talking to me? Because I want to be sure that I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just want to be sure that are I you understand. Conscious? Yeah. Are you yeah. conscious? Yeah. Just all about communication. Yeah. About communication. Um. Finally, this movie is about a large vermilion beast that soars through the sky and breathes fire. Yeah? Uh, wow, nice bookends. Thank you. Uh, Red Dragon. Red Dragon. Ah, oh, nice. He's friends yes. with all the little sheep. Yeah. <laughs> so, all the friends with great, the quiet sheep. Gr- as far as I know, great movies. Kids approved. Nice. For your kids. The Chris Kohler yeah. Film Festival will be kicking off this year. Yeah. yeah. Actually, that is a good kind of a, a good Chris Kohler movie festival. You have your your Silence of the Lamb series, yeah, your, yeah, yeah. Your, your gangster yeah. movies. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. So for this episode, I wanted to find cool animal facts of very awesome moms in the animal world and how they take care of their babies and... Um, and it kind of went the opposite. Like, I found one <laughs> nice thing. And then I read about this whole, like, phenomenon. And so this, the one nice thing is, uh, uh, it, I'll keep it short, but uh, there is a, a type of bird in the desert, in the African desert, called the sand grouse. Well, you know, with sand grouse babies in a nest, like, how do you provide them water in such an hmm. arid hmm. place? And they're probably high up somewhere. And so what the sand grouse parents do is their bellies have a special type of feather. And so they would go to watering holes and they would just kind of slosh around and the feathers absorb Ah. the water so then it can fly back to the nest and feed the chicks water. Um, well, you know, they're in a desert. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's nice. That's the only one nice thing. (laughs) So get prepared. So, so, um, uh, I read about this phenomenon where there's like a trend in many animals. The moms will sacrifice themselves as food for their babies. Oh, no. Yes. Um, And so I thought it was just one animal. And then I just like went down this research hole and I found more and more and more. So I got inspired by this one animal called the skink. And I think we went to the zoo (laughs) once and we we actually met a skink. It's like a lizard. And so it does something very interesting where... You know, it lays eggs, and, and it's it's a Taiwanese uh, reptile, and there are a lot of snakes there. And so um, the skinks, after they lay their eggs, if they feel threatened, like a snake is going to come eat the eggs, the mom will just eat the eggs. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hmm. like, you know, I can't stop you, snake, from eating my eggs, and I feel threatened, then I might as well eat my own eggs and get the nutritional mm. calorie value oh. to make me stronger wow. so it's yeah. like and a deprive s- you yeah. of the food. Yeesh. Um, Nature, makes, nature's make harsh, more man. Eggs. Cold, yeah. logical and, and calculation. She would, just, she would make live more to make eggs. More, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, she would live to make she had more energy to make yeah. more and also you know wow. escape the snake. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, Here's some examples of animals that the moms actually sacrifice themselves as food. Um, the black lace weaver spider. Ooh. It already sounds dangerous, dangerous <laughs> yeah. and scary. A lot of these animals, they lay a lot of eggs knowing that the survival rate of them is not very high. Only a small percentage of what they lay is actually going to grow up and become adults and, and pass on genetic information. So the black lace weaver spider will lay a bunch of eggs. A clutch of spiderlings would hatch first, like let's say a hundred and so those hundred will first feed on the other unhatched eggs as okay. food. Okay. That happens a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it happens in sharks too. Yeah. Um, and then 
as they grow, then they start feeding on the mom. There is an illusion of choice. Like, <laughs> of course, the spider mom can be like, whoa, I'm getting out of here. But actually, it seems like the spider does encourage its babies to eat her and give them the nu- nutrients to grow. Like, what, mm. what, how do they eat her? What, what, so, what part of... Like, every part. So she would scoot down like, and basically present her body to them, to the spiderling, so that they would start gnawing like huh? on, just on, legs and, or abdomen and, wherever they can abdomen, whoa. everything yeah 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 and and basically accept hmm. her 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 death whoa so yeah she, feed, she feeds a hundred like one for wow 100, yeah 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 and then um there's another thing called and i uh Sicilians. Caecilians, hmm. Caecilians. Um, they're they're amphibians and they're they look like giant earthworms. They look like they don't even have limbs. Okay. And what they do is they 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 live in caves like underground caves, and then they look like they haven't seen the sunlight. You know what I mean? Like they're <laughs> yeah. That, they're yeah. that kind of creature. If you told me you came from a cave, yeah. I'd believe it. And yeah. so so it's a bunch of a bunch of long reptile babies, and. <laughs> You guys, I, I'm familiar with the term cloaca because it's huh. in the shark book. But yeah. cloaca is an animal opening that serves as, as the, the hole for your poop. It's a multitasking hole. Hole for eggs, hole mm. for pee, hole for everything. Chickens have them. Right? Yeah, birds. yeah, birds have yeah. them. And so the mother will secrete something from her cloaca and the babies will like lick up um, the secretion. And the thing is, these baby Sicilians have really sharp teeth. Oh, geez. And so we'll tear off. We'll start like ripping off her fatty skin (sighs) and flesh because it's, it's more nutrient rich than the secretion. And the mom luckily can regrow the skin okay. okay in a couple of days she'll regrow the skin man i mean like the david cronenberg's and guillermo del toro's yeah. of the world you just need to look to nature to get your body oh, horror yeah. stuff yeah. i mean nature's got you covered when it comes to body horror well even in a, in a very uh you know not as gruesome effect you know i have a a pet pig so the pig moms, they, you know, they have a, a large litter. When they're pregnant, they're really, really pregnant. And what happens is the tummy will drag and actually her nipples will drag on the floor as she walks around because there's a lot of piglets that uh-huh. she's pregnant with. And this helps desensitize her nipple. <laughs> so when the baby piglets are born, they're born with, and a lot of baby mammals have this, they're born with Reason needle teeth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> needle teeth. And that will latch onto the nipple. <laughs> and so this way... God, I got like dizzy. <laughs> the, the pig, the mom pig, pregnant, walking around, already wow. desensitized. And it's like, it's a weird like circle of life. It's just like getting a callous when you're playing guitar yeah, yeah, you know yeah, it's yeah. it's just yeah. like that yeah. it's exactly Literally. like that yeah yeah <laughs> when when she's actually nursing her piglets it's, <sighs> it's not as painful as as it could be okay we you know, we don't know i mean <laughs> i can ask a pig but it's it seems like it's an answer. adaptation yeah 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 <laughs> mother motherhood is about sacrifice <laughs> dana needs to lay the, down the extreme. No, I, know. I mean like i tried i tried you guys i tried looking for like cute things and it's, just, it's oh. like oh my god Ooh, karen's like so many animals eat their young <laughs> i know Ooh. anyways on that note we have a lost quiz yeah oh, <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, I'll try to lighten it up a little bit. Um, following that, maybe it's not for every, 
Maybe not everybody had as visceral a reaction to that last segment as I did, since I'm currently nursing a baby. You should, be, you, you should be like very appreciative. You're like, oh, hello, baby. I'm I so mean, he's starting to get teeth, and so it's like, you know, like there's shades of that, but it's, they're yeah. not like needle they're teeth. They're not needle, yeah. <laughs> it makes me dizzy. Anyway, okay. Uh, all right. So it's a music quiz. The theme is for kids. I won't tell you what the exact theme is. I'm going to play some music clips. Uh, When they end, you guys buzz in and tell me who the artist is. Okay. All right. And they all share a thing in common. Uh, And at the end, that is the grand grand reveal. Okay. (laughs) The prestige. The prestige. Yeah. That's right. (laughs) All right. Get your buzzers ready. We on a mission. Fantastic Voyage by, by Coolio. Coolio, I Coolio yeah. So I was like, is it the sample? Or is it... Yeah. Because he sampled. Yes. Right, right, yeah. right. But that was the one with Coolio, yeah. Rapping. Okay. Take a guess. Mm-hmm. Big Mama Thornton. No, that's not her name. That's from Chicago. <laughs> no, Big, there's Big Mama a, Thornton. Oh, there's yeah. Big Mama Thornton. Yeah, but that's yeah. not who it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Huh. I didn't even read that as a Chris. Little Richard? Little Richard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, it sounded more like, yeah. Okay. Rip but, It Up. Rip It Up is the name of the song? Yeah. Okay. She's giving us the name here. All right. Okay. And we should be together, babe. Uh, that's uh, Macy Gray. Macy Gray. I try. Okay, a couple more. Okay. Uh, Karen? Me? Oh, I know the song. I, oh, okay. I'll, I'll, you know it. Oh. Was it? Is it? Do you want to guess? Colin? Oh, let me take a guess because I know okay. Karen knows it. Was it? Is it Bone Thugs and Harmony? No. no. Okay. Wyclef okay. John. Oh, okay. Wyclef John. And November. I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would guess. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. All right. So we got Rip It Up, Little Richard, Missy Gray, Coolio. Coolio. All okay. right. We'll do two more. I don't want your number 
TLC, no scrub. That's that's right. Okay. What's he like? It's not important. Particle man. Is he a dot or is he a speck? When he's underwater, does he get wet? Or does the water get him instead? Nobody knows. Particle man. Colin. Uh, that's uh, they might be giants. I think I think everyone knew. Particle yeah. Particle Man. Man. All right. There's a theme. There's a theme huh? that connects all of these artists. I have a question. Okay. Yeah. So Coolio. Coolio. Little Richard. Uh-huh. Macy Gray. Wyclef Jean. TLC. And they might be giants. Okay. So they might be giants. And, you know, thinking about if it's themed with this episode. Uh huh. Um, I know they might be giants had multiple children albums. That's kind of what I was thinking. Is like maybe these, maybe each of these artists has recorded a, a kids album. I, I could see Wyclef doing that. I could, I could see Macy Gray doing that, or maybe like I they could see did, Coolio doing. Yeah, it. or maybe they did a soundtrack for a kids movie. Maybe. Hmm. I think. I think just. Hmm. I like. Or it could be the artists themselves. Oh, Chris, 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 cutting through the noise. Music videos where child actors played their younger selves. Oh, oh, oh good angle. I like that. I, I don't think so. I, <laughs> oh, okay. Right. I like that's a good one, but I don't think that no, wasn't but, what but I was looking for. That's for. I mean, no. a good theme. Eh, there's probably one where it doesn't kind of break it. Whatever. Yeah. Do you guys give up? Do you? No, what's no, your no, guess? No. What's your I, guess? I'm still, I'm still brainstorming. I give um, up. I have my guess. Um, okay. It also could be where they're raised. Maybe they're, they're maybe they, they were. Maybe all their parents were musicians as well, but did they write maybe. children's books? Maybe, okay. maybe they oh, all wrote maybe. kids' books. Well, T. Boz and TLC had sickle cell anemia, so I'm gonna go with just that they've all recorded children's albums. That, that'll be my okay, personal that guess. guess. That'll be my right? personal guess. Nope. So we can oh. okay. Hmm. What's your uh, guess? Hmm. The, my, they might be giants. Is a, is a that was kind of a key, a keystone. Okay. Ooh, ooh. They all provided voices in a children's show. Hmm. No, you're close. You're close. They have all done the show theme songs for kids' shows. Oh, okay, okay. So Coolio was who did the theme song for Keenan and Kel, like ah. Keenan Mitchell or yeah, Keenan Thompson yeah. and Kel Mitchell. So yeah. Little Richard did the Magic School Bus, ah. the first version. Ah. Uh, Macy Gray did As Told by Ginger. Wyclef Jean did postcards from uh, from Buster, like a, uh, one of those Arthur spinoffs. So. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. And then TLC did all that, which was the, oh. Nickelode- yeah, ah. the Nickelodeon sketch yeah. show from huh. the 90s. Man, I loved that song so much. <laughs> They Might Be Giants did Mickey Mouse Clubhouse song, mm. and uh, two of the members did the Malcolm in the Middle song. Yes, yeah, that, yeah, that, that I know. Oh, okay, yeah. 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 Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Whoa. There yeah, were some others. like sickle cell anemia. <laughs> 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 like, oh, Let's just back it up from sickle cell anemia. All right, and That's that good. is our show. 
Thank you guys for joining me. And thank you guys, listeners, for listening. Hope you learned a lot of stuff about <laughs> uh, cannibalistic spider children. Oh, my God. Uh, but, uh, you know, ner- goats as nurses. Um, some real nice kid movies like Seven mm-hmm. and Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. It's just very calming. And kids TV show music. You can find our show on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, and our website, goodjobbrain.com. Also, join our Facebook group, our, our Facebook group page, and we also have a fan group, which is called Lope Trotters. Do it wow. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.